Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today is Saturday Scrawl number two, which is episode 36 in the ever-increasing number of podcasts. I record this today on September 30th, which happens to be International Podcast Day. You can find more information at internationalpodcastday.com. As Bug Bunny said in one of his episodes where he was dealing with the Sheriff of Nottingham, ring the bells and blow the crumpets. Anyway, today I'd like to talk about encumbrance. Encumbrance is something that adds a lot of realism to a game, but it adds a lot of minutia for record keeping. Way back in the day with Advanced D&D 1E, there was a weight or encumbrance value to all kinds of things, but not everything had a listed value. Finding an item that had no precise weight or a specified encumbrance value led to all kinds of articles in Dragon Magazine listing weights of all kinds of things by volume. This required a ridiculous amount of papers to be on hand to cover any situation. And this aspect of character generation, it took a long time. You had to figure out how much your character can carry, then you had to track everything you buy with starting gold, and then you had to be able to carry it. And your speed was reduced if you tried to carry more than a certain weight, to the point where you couldn't even walk. So this led to either tons of time spent figuring out what you could carry, and what you had to drop once you found the treasure, and if your character died, the whole thing started over. The whole encumbrance issue also had to be calculated for every hireling, retainer, follower, pack animal, and mount. Now, some DMs would hand-wave encumbrance, which led to ridiculous loads being carried by some characters or NPCs. And I love some of the hilarious memes that show people carrying ridiculously sized backpacks that are impossible. This may have led some dungeon masters to hand out lots of bags of holding to help their players. There's also the girdles of giant strength, the strength spell, and many other spells that make it easier to carry lots of loot. Back in the day... My brother was into the minutiae, and we had to figure it all out. That was one of the things that led to slow play sometimes. Now, in our Wednesday night AD&D game on Roll20, our DM has each character a number of slots they can carry equal to their strength score. So if you have a 15 strength, you have 15 slots. And then, in addition to that, you have a number of quick item slots equal to half your dexterity. And he rounds down on that. Then he has what he calls fancy backpacks that add two more slots to your capacity. He doesn't count the clothes as a slot, but armor and weapons count as a slot. He has 100 coins in a slot, three torches, three vials, ten iron spikes, all bundle into a slot. A single week of iron rations is a slot while a week of regular rations is two slots. A water skin is one slot. That's a quick, handy way to figure out how much you can carry. Pretty quick, you're going to be converting all your coins to gems, so you can carry a lot of money easily. And it really speeds things up with a minimal amount of bookkeeping. Uh, now, the DM does have to determine the number of slots for a chest of a different size, so you know how much it can hold, how many slots a draft animal can carry, how many slots there are in a cart or a wagon. But once you have the slots, you know how many coins each can hold without complications, and there's no arguments because you just go by the slots. 
In my live games, I tend to be a bit more lax in encumbrance and only really worry about it when I know that it matters. But online, I do use the slot system when I run AD&D. But that's only AD&D. I haven't given it much thought for other online games I've ran, like Metamorphosis Alpha, but so far there hasn't been that much for them to carry, so it hasn't been an issue. But something I'll have to keep in mind. Now, Black Hat and its variants have the usage die. So the way that works, a particular item like ammunition, say you've got arrows, might have a D8 usage die to start out. So if you roll a 1 after a combat, the usage die goes down to a D6. The next time you have to determine if you still have any arrows, you roll the D6, and if it rolls a 1, the die goes down to a D4. So as long as you can avoid rolling 1s on whichever usage die you have, you don't run out of whatever it is. In the example of ammo, when the D4 hits a 1, you're out. No more arrows. They're all broken or lost. And that's a very handy way to do it. And when you combine that with the rapid character generation of 3D6 down the line, you can be up and running very quickly. Now, this doesn't explain how much a person can carry, and I don't recall the specifics of how Black Hat handles that, but based on how it's designed to be quick and easy to adjudicate things. It's got to be something simple, so it's quick to resolve. So those are my experiences and what I've encountered with different systems to track encumbrance. And while thinking about encumbrance, I came up with a very crafty and evil variation on bags of holding. Check out the article on my blog. I'll link it in the description of the podcast. So how do you handle encumbrance? Do you hand wave it? Calculate it down to the last copper, or some other variation. Please let me know. Thanks for listening, and game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all of my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of RPGs and games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting the word out is important consider backing me on my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on what PDF I publish next on one bookshelf. You can check out my growing list of PDFs at either DriveThruRPG or RPG Now. And if you like what you see, please let me know. And if there's something that doesn't quite suit you, please let me know. Constructive criticism is very important for those of us who publish our own PDFs. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on!